Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 610. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the inaugural Atlanta Concours de Elegance. This spectacular event takes place October 8th and 9th at the Chateau Elan Winery and Resort. You can learn more about this event at atlantaconcours.org. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Will Campbell. Hey, Will, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am, Mark. All right, cool. Great to have you here today. Will Campbell is the general manager of Ferrari Maserati of Atlanta. The company was founded three decades ago, and Will took over daily operations in 2008. The team at Ferrari Maserati of Atlanta are passionate about Italian automotive heritage, and their factory-trained professionals ensure your Ferrari and Maserati are very well cared for. They are enthusiasts caring for enthusiasts. Born and raised in South Florida, Will worked for Alamo Renicar for 15 years, I understand in Maui, that must have been very nice, and then Shelton Ferrari as their general manager. This year, the dealership is a sponsor of the inaugural Atlanta Concorde Elegance that takes place this weekend, October 8th and 9th, at the Chateau Elan Winery and Resort just out of Atlanta. So, Will, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for Italian motor cars? You know, Mark, I, I'm I'm happy to. Although you hit on all the best parts, so, <laughs> um, you know, I guess I guess first and foremost, my favorite part is I'm I'm married to a great girl, married way over my head. <laughs> Smart guy. Second marriage, we each brought a daughter. They're about a year and a half apart, and they're both out of the house making their own way. That actually happens, which is kind of amazing. Isn't that nice when that happens? <laughs> That's right. Matter of fact, one of them is your neighbor. Is she going to have a nice day today? Is it pretty? Over uh, there? Well, you know, it's a little cloudy here today, but the sun's supposed to come out, so I'm sure it's going to be beautiful here in the Pacific Northwest. Good deal. Good deal. Well, so we're left with a couple of bird dogs, and and that, those are our kids now. They're a whole lot easier than the real thing. So <laughs> yes, we're pretty relaxed. <laughs> um, I was I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I've lived all over the country, really. I've lived in nine different locations in my first job, and, and then in Lauderdale with the Sheltons and up here in Atlanta with, with Ferrari of Atlanta. The last 10 years of my career were in, were in Maui, Hawaii. I loved it. The 
amazing place, great culture. Miss it every day, but I had this great opportunity and I couldn't miss it. No. When I'm not in the office, I'm a CrossFitter, I'm a car geek, I spend as much time outdoors as I can fly fishing, hunting, mountain biking, and that sort of thing. So nice. that's kind of the short, the short and sweet. Sounds like life is pretty good for Will Campbell, that's for sure. I feel fortunate. Yeah, and plus getting to play with uh, Ferraris and Maseratis all day long. Oh my gosh, that, that's not bad either. So very cool. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. Some kind of a saying or mantra that's been integral in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Will? Take the wheel. Well, it's less of a quote and more of a guide. I had a mentor in my, in my first career life who, like the job I'm in now, I was in retail. And he felt very strongly that, you know, although the customer isn't always right, the customer always comes first. Hmm. And I, I think that that is a great mantra to live by. I live by it to this day. Our customers are here to have fun. And they do have a lot of fun, but they demand an appropriate level of service, integrity, and knowledge from us, and we have to keep them first. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And on our pre-show chat, we talked a little bit about sales and training and how the car industry has changed, and especially in the high-end markets like you deal with there at Ferrari Maserati of Atlanta. And uh, Russell LaFleur, a trainer who is a past guest here on Cars, yeah, we both know him and, and how he helps train salespeople and so forth. Definitely important, especially today in all businesses. That, yeah, the customer isn't always right, but they are the most important thing in our businesses. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, you know, people who walk into our building now, and there's a crazy statistic out there I won't repeat, but they've by and large prepared themselves when they walk in the door, they know what they want. Mm -hmm. And so that changes very much how we have to receive that customer, make them feel welcome and confident in their decision to come see us. And, right. and so it is a lot different. Well, plus the kind of cars you guys are selling is you're creating dreams. You're not just selling cars. You're creating dreams. You're making dreams come true for people. In some cases, this is their first exotic experience of purchasing a car others it's they've had a few in their garage and they want some more but uh, you are making dreams come true so that must be pretty fun every day it is but you know the thing i always tell people is nobody walks in the door here because they need a car to drive on monday <laughs> you're right <laughs> they walk in the door here because it's a milestone maybe this is somebody who's collected Ferraris for years maybe it's not a milestone it's just part of what they are passionate about in their time away from work and so this is a happy moment and that puts different pressures on us, but the transaction is a far different transaction. Absolutely. Great fun. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars. You've worked in the car industry pretty much your entire career. I know you love other things, outdoors and so forth, which just kind of balances that life out a little bit. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that you were a car guy? You know, it's funny in thinking about this before before our call i thought the best way to to kind of paint this picture was mention that my great uncle his brother and their father lived in st louis missouri and before the great depression owned a company called banner buggies and and that was a time when people were getting out of the buggy business i mean the horseless carriage was very much what people were migrating to and mm -hmm. so they got out of the business of building buggies with banner buggies and they started a company called gardner motor cars Hmm. And they started building Gardner motor cars in 1919, and they built them till just as the Depression was kind of coming into full swing in 1932. 
and so kind of interesting when I think about, you know, my passion for cars and obviously I picked it up from my father. That really, in a way, is where it started in our family. And, you know, an interesting little tidbit was Cannonball Baker, who the famous run from coast to coast is named for, did the very first coast to coast wintertime run in a gardener in 1924. Oh, my gosh. And it took him four days, 14 hours and 15 minutes to complete the journey. So kind of just an interesting sidebar on their short-lived career building cars. And of course, the depression kind of brought an end to, to their dream. But that really is kind of what I think instilled a car passion in my family. And and my father was a car guy. And I grew up around Alpha GTVs and Pagoda SLs and 60s vintage sedans and coupes that he would buy and fix up. And, and so I was around it kind of as a kid. So when I went to college, my driver in college was a clapped out 912. <laughs> and I thought it was the thing. I thought it was the car. I thought it was the coolest car on campus. And, you know, it turned out it was a great car. It was a reliable car. I drove it from Virginia down to South Florida for breaks and different things. And it survived three pretty tough years with me in college. So my start in the retail business was as I left Alamo Rent-A-Car December of 1998. And I started my job at Shelton Ferrari down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida with Tom and Steve. And uh, they had a a nice size auto group. They had seven franchises and four stores in South Florida, and it was all very high end. And Tom and Steve had a phenomenal work ethic in a way that they looked at their their customers and their employees. It was it was a true gift to work for those guys, and they took a huge leap of faith with me. So I'm very grateful to the Shelton family for giving me my start in the retail side. Yeah, sounds like uh, the motor oil runs in your DNA. And you know, you mentioned a gardener. I had never heard of the gardener, and I was at the Pebble Beach Concours this past summer. And on the morning of the tour, I was standing there looking at a car with a G logo mark on the hubcaps and i asked the guy I said what is this and he said it's a 1930 gardner 140 sport roadster and i'd never seen one before i'd never heard of the car before and here we are sitting and talk about family members starting the company that's really interesting so yeah there was a cool one if you uh if you're not familiar with that car i'll send you a picture of it oh i'd love to see it not a lot of them have survived as you might imagine but there are a few around and, and that's really cool very nice well well what i want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the and talk a bit about a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. Of course, the most important part of challenges and failures are what they teach us. Take us to that painful point in time in your past, walk us through it, but more importantly, share with us what you learned. You know, I'm more of a glasses half full kind of guy. Maybe that's the sales side of who I am. So I would say the challenge was that decision to leave a 15-year career where I was very happy in a place that I woke up every day looking out the window of my house as I walked in my car wondering how I got so lucky to live in such an amazing place. Yes. And so the challenge was in making that decision to leave Hawaii and move back to Fort Lauderdale. And mm-hmm. and I think I certainly was buoyed by the fact I knew the Shelton family. And so that gave me a lot of confidence, but it was a huge risk. And, you know, I frankly now look back at it as, as one of the best decisions I've ever made. So I think, you know, the takeaway for me from that decision and the long nights of discussing it with my bride were that you learn that as good as things are in your life, it's never good to stop thinking about the next great challenge. Because oh, yes. You can always improve. I mean, you, you think that you've got it nailed and there might be a better opportunity out there for you. Well, and you never know when that rug will get yanked right out from under your feet by things that are not under your control. And so to always right. be looking forward, much like a race car driver is always looking down the track, not at where he is on the track, is so important in our lives and our careers. And many 
many, many ways. So I love the takeaway from that one. Let's shift gears here, Will, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment, a time when those headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new direction, a new path for you. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. So essentially, I guess, you know, you kind of do the aha moment and as you just mentioned, then describe kind of how you got there. And, and for me, because I was I was in the field that I was in and I'm still in the service industry today to some degree with retail, managed teams of of, of very good people. And, and on the rent-a-car side, the stats were usually pretty big. So my largest one when I was with Alamo was over 200 people and Wow, and you kind of had people scattered all over the place, all working hard to make something happen really well. And that concept of team is something we dandy about in managers' meetings, and we talk about all the time. And you think you get it, and your results are good, but then you are tested. And for me, that test came in 1992, a storm called Hurricane Iniki. Oh. Yeah. Down to Kauai. Yeah. And what very few people know about Iniki was, Iniki was in many ways a twin to Hurricane Andrew, which so devastated South Florida in that same year. Mm-hmm. And so when Iniki hit Kauai, it turned Kauai into a war zone. Now keep in mind, Mark, being from South Florida, I grew up around storms and hurricanes. So these are things that I was not happy about dealing with, but I had been through before and I understood what had to be done. Arriving there, it was truly shocking, the devastation that island endured. Mm. And so, you know, we had a number of tasks. The first one, of course, it was a rather small operation. He had about 50 employees and, and we wanted to make sure that they were all okay and their families were provided for. And, and that was that was triage issue number one, make sure that we, we talked to everybody and made sure they were okay. And then number two is we had 800 cars on, on the island at the time that storm had hit. Ooh. We got to go find them. Yeah, where'd they float to? People are trying to, right, you know, people are trying to get out of town. Cars are left all over the island for one reason or another. Oh, I won't be able to park at the airport. It's going to be a madhouse. I'll take the hotel shuttle and leave my car on the other side of the island, and they'll just figure it out. Right. So so we went out, we started looking for these cars, and, and this was a monumental effort for this team, and I was brought over to kind of help head this thing up. And what we were able to accomplish in a week's time was really quite remarkable. And so to me, it really brought back into view what a team can accomplish when they're all, when they all have the same vision and they all are appropriately motivated to accomplish whatever that task is. So the outcome was we had to find 800 cars. We found 790 of them. Oh, gosh. And, and there are nine still missing, but one was recovered later and it was found in a tree at the Sheridan Wild High. So I remember walking through that parking lot. <laughs> oh, I guess I should have looked up and I never did but there was a car in a tree (laughs) oh my gosh we didn't see oh my gosh I can't even imagine yeah the aftermath uh, unless you've lived it now that you have nobody really understands what that's like yeah teamwork is so so important it sounds like you guys had a great team already in place because otherwise they couldn't have rallied the way they did in such a a tragic situation so yeah that was catastrophic well let's talk about a proudest career moment I would assume you've had many you've been in this business for a long time is there one in particular that stands out for you? Sure. And and it has nothing to do with selling big cars or making a big gross or even getting recognized by a manufacturer. My proudest moment in my current work life is an event that we do the first Saturday of every June here in Atlanta. It's called Rides to Remember. Mm. And Rides to Remember is a is an event that benefits pediatric cancer patients Mm. and their siblings and families. And it was inspired by a very sad situation we had here with a a gentleman who was, was one of the founders of our company 
had a child who was suffering with a very serious form of childhood cancer. And good news is she survived it. She's awesome and she's great mm, awesome. doing well. But with that inspiration, we created this event. And essentially, we take and get 100 customers that volunteer their day with their car. Mm-hmm. And they go to Atlanta Motorsports Park, which is a, a great place here in North Atlanta. And they donate their day doing lead follows with these kids in the car, doing laps around the track at a, at a safe speed. Yeah. But, you know, gosh, if you're if you're a nine-year-old, a Ferrari feels fast at 60 miles of an course. hour. You know? yeah. So we go out, we have a great time, and the families have a great time. And not only do we give these kids an opportunity to stop thinking about their daily fight. But we recognize the siblings who are part of that struggle. And, you know, attention gets kind of focused on the patient and the siblings are become a supporting role and Mm -hmm. we want them to have a day where they feel celebrated as well. So for me, that is without question, the most satisfying thing that we do. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful thing that you guys do. That that is so tremendous. I had Eric Peterson as a guest here on Cars, yeah, a while back, and he founded a, a company called Dream Drives for Cars, where they do the same thing. They take children that have childhood illnesses, they invite their family over, he brings all of his buddies together along with his collections of cars, and they give them rides. And they give them a little model of the car that they chose to ride in, they get a little goodie bag to take home, they get a little video made about the experience, and and the joy that that brings to Eric and his family and the other car members or car owners of exotic cars, I, I know exactly Yeah, what, you, what you're talking about. It's absolutely spectacular. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Well, thanks. Let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time again and talk about your first really special car. That first car that you got doesn't have to be your first car. Maybe it was, but the first time you got a car that really was special to you and maybe share a memory with that vehicle. Well, I mentioned the 912 that I had in college, so that was my first foray into kind of joining my father's own passion with with cars, European cars and collectible cars, and and that was great, but that actually wasn't that car. That car for me was one that, and I'm I'm kind of segueing forward here, I hope that's okay. That's okay. Was one that I bought when I lived in Honolulu. I was in Honolulu for about a year and a half before I moved to Maui. Mm -hmm. And I'm riding, I'm riding through town and there is a, it is the typical corner buy here, pay here a lot, Mark. I mean, just (laughs) go ahead and envision it. The flags, the the little trailer (laughs) in the corner of the lot. The the air blow man dancing his dance. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, this was pre that, right? So this would have been like 1989. Okay. and, and I'm riding across, and in the corner, I see this old 911 in the corner of the lot. I'm like, gosh, you know, it'd be kind of fun to have a project car here. And, and now, now I can have a six-cylinder air-cooled Porsche. How neat would that be? And, yeah. and Honolulu has some beautiful driving roads. So I went in to see the guy, and it turned out it was a 68 911L soft window Targa, which... Oh, kind of rare, yeah. It, it is, and, it, and, a, and, a, and just a wonderful automobile. And so... I bought the car and, and I had to sort it, kind of get it so that it was happy. And, and I drove that car for about two years and we ended up moving to Maui. And Maui has also great roads to drive. But oh, yeah. at the time, there was one guy that kind of tinkered with their cool Porsches. So you know the rest of the story. I just <laughs> didn't have somebody to help me with it. And so you know, it, it got to the point where I take it in. He go, well, I think it's this. And we'd, we'd slap five parts on it and they wouldn't fix it. And I said, right. you know, I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of this thing. And I, and I sold it and I bought a Boston Whaler so I could commercial fish part-time. <laughs> There you go. But the truth of the matter is I love the boat and fishing's a passion of mine, but boy, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I still had that car. Yeah, the L, that was a unique year, and the 68 was even kind of a unique year with that soft window targa. I had a friend growing up, Bobby Schmidt, uh, way back when, who bought one when we were in high school, and he spent, uh, gosh, a whole year restoring that car. Ended up driving it to Pensacola for flight school. He became a fighter pilot. 
Yeah, that car will live with him for a long time. Yeah, fun cars, 911s. I'm a big fan. How about a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is there one? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That's why I said I'm segueing forward. That's the one. I mean, it just what I would I, I yeah, I wish I'd had the foresight. And again, this isn't a oh, they're now worth this thing. It's just to me, it was a beautiful 911 with a convertible top and a roll bar, yeah. which is essentially what it was. Oh yeah. And they were easy to drive. They were comfortable to drive over distances. It was just this just a great car. I wish I had it back. Yeah, and those long hood early 911s have become very, very expensive indeed. Mm-hmm. So going to be tough to find one of those, but uh, great cars. I love them. Well, how about today and tomorrow? I'd like to talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up there at Ferrari Maserati of Atlanta, but also talk a little bit about this new event coming up here because the founders of the Atlanta Concorde Elegance, this is an inaugural event that takes place this weekend. Bill Wallet and Harry Cricks were past guests here on Cars, yeah, and they talked a lot about the show, but how will your dealership be involved in the event? You know, I both Bill and Harry came to see us kind of early on, and I want to give credit where credit's due because, you know, if you're in my end of the business, there is a fairly regular occurrence where guys come in saying, we're going to start a car a car show mm-hmm. where, we, we, you know, there's nothing in Atlanta and we want to do something like the Cavalino Classic or like a, a single Mark Amelia Island or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, moving here in 2008, I had heard this quite a lot. And so Harry very politely came in and said, you know, I used to be involved with Amelia and, and I know there's a great market for this here and we're going to start a Concord. And, you know, I listened and paid attention, but in my mind thought, oh, good luck, fella. <laughs> probably just another one of those things, right? Yeah. You know what, to these guys' credit, they have just been tenacious with me, and they've pulled this off, and they have scheduled what I think is going to be a, a wonderful event at the Chateau Alain in Brazelton, and I think, you know, the work they've done pulling special cars into their weekend and creating an interesting itinerary of things to do is really good, and there's some creative stuff there, too. We're going to have ride and drive, and, and all kinds of things that I think will get people excited to be there. So yeah. we were on as an early sponsor to answer your question. Mm-hmm. And we're excited about it. I've often I've often regretted that Atlanta didn't have a show like this, and now we do, thanks to those guys. Yeah, it, it is an incredible amount of work to put one of these on. And people that think they're going to put on a Concours and then they start to get in-depth and they realize, oh my gosh. And the biggest challenge is the amount of people you need to volunteer because you can't pay all the people needed and make the show work financially without writing huge checks or having sponsors write big checks, uh, which, of course, is absolutely necessary. But I'm really excited that you guys are going to be a part of it. Are you, You'll have a display there, I assume, with cars Wait. and things? We will. We okay. will. And of course, our display depends on what we have in stock. But given that this is just around the corner, we think we'll have some neat cars there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Hopefully some some cars that people will enjoy seeing. Very cool. Well, uh, I encourage anyone who's going to be in the Atlanta area this coming weekend, the 8th and 9th, to uh, check out this event. Uh, walk up and say hi to Will. Tell him Market Cars yeah, sent you. I wish I could be a part of the activities this year. I just can't get back there, but definitely in the future, I'm going to have to put it on a calendar. So uh, thank you for being a sponsor for this inaugural event. I'm sure it's going to be great. Some of the cars I've been seeing uh, just posted on Facebook that are going to show up are going to be quite spectacular too. So They, they are. And, and, you know, I would expand that to say whether you're in the Atlanta area or in the southeastern U.S., just remember, you, you can get to Atlanta from anywhere one hop. So, yeah, yeah, it's a you hop. know, come, yeah. come and see us. And, and uh, it's a great time of year to be here. The leaves are changing. The temperature's crisp. And, and it's, it's going to be a great weekend. Very nice. 
Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Will. If you were a car, what kind of car would Will be and why? Well, you know, I'm 55 years old, so I'm a bit of a geezer. <laughs> and so I would say that the car that I have as kind of my hunting vehicle these days would be a good description of me. I've got a, an old 74 Bronco that I use as a hunting truck. Oh, and I bought cool. Now, as a matter of fact, I drove it to work today. It was cool when I got up this morning. <laughs> so I grabbed it and I drove it to work. It's loud. It breaks. It can climb a tree. But, you know, it, Mark, it's fun to drive. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a neat old truck, and it's fun to drive. So, you know, I've been accused of being loud, and I am falling apart. And <laughs> I like a challenge, so and I do know how to have fun. So I'm probably these days just like the car I have sitting in my garage, which is an old Ford Bronco. Yeah, that's a, uh, you know, very nice way Not to answer Not quite what you that. expected. But. No, it isn't, but it's fun. I like that you're very honest about it. And uh, are, if you're familiar with Jonathan Ward and Icon. I know about Icon. Yeah. It is a matter of fact i used their car their bronco recreation that they do ah. for a lot of what i did to mine and and they built some beautiful stuff oh yeah jonathan does some amazing so that's what i thought of when i when i heard that so yeah icon is kind of a rebreathing to life of those classic old vehicles so uh definitely worthwhile well will up next is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available, and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. 
Okay, Will, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Ferrari or Maserati throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Slow down. <laughs> yes. Don't rush deals <laughs> yeah. and excel with the details. <laughs> you know, if you're in a hurry to buy one, you're going to spend more money. If you're in a hurry to sell one, you're not going to bond with your customer. Yeah. Slow down. Don't rush deals and excel with the details. Uh, both parties should be happy when it's all over. Ah. This is supposed to be fun, and everybody should walk away feeling like they had a victory. And great metaphors for uh, the car industry and for driving on the street, too. Slow down. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Slow in, fast out of those corners. That's the way to go. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I'm kind of OCD about things like punctuality and the neatness of our store. The little details, mm. I think, have served me well. You know, the basics of the car business and the welfare of our team in, in my role as a general manager are things that are forefront in my mind. Yeah, you know, there's a great saying that somebody shared with me a long time ago that your guests see more in a few minutes than you see in hours. Right. And uh, so important to walk through that showroom or through your business or through any part of your life and look at it through different eyes and really slow down and pay attention. So I like that a lot. I'm the same way. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? I do. I do. If I think about the car geek side of me, who has so enjoyed this Ferrari journey, I try to think about the places where I've been able to absorb the most knowledge. And without question, it's at events like the Atlanta Concord d'Elegance. I went to work with Tom and Steve Shelton in Fort Lauderdale. We were primary sponsors for the Cavallino Classic. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I got to know John and Alicia Barnes. And as a sponsor, got to see and be involved in kind of the workings of how that event came about each year, and I got to know a lot of the players like Ed Gilbertson and people like Teddy Rutland and Wayne Obrey, who sadly aren't with us anymore. But there are so many people with so much knowledge that attend these events, and they're so accessible. If you want to learn, if you're an Alpha guy or a Ferrari guy or a Porsche guy, whatever it is, go to those events, meet people, and talk to them. And, and it's incredible how much you can learn in a short period of time. It really is. I ran into John and Alicia on the lawn at Pebble Beach. I hadn't seen them in years because I had attended Cavallino many times in my past, and uh, what a wonderful event that was. But I think the key key takeaway here for me is it's the people. It's the people about these cars and these events that no matter what socioeconomic level you're at, it, everyone comes together. Everyone's a friend, a buddy, and they'll all help you out. So great advice. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, I, I won't say it's recent, but there is a book because it's car appropriate and, and it's racing in the rain. I'm going to guess you've read it too. <laughs> Gar Stein's it, book, yeah. Absolutely. It's a book about life disguised as a book about racing that's told by a dog. So what's not to like, you know, it was, they really enjoyed it. That's been the most recommended book here on Cars, yeah. And Has it? Darn it, if I cannot get Garth to get on this show, I've dr tried and tried and tried. So anybody out there know him well, just say, come on, buddy, step up. Mark wants Good. to talk to you, Garth. Yeah, but uh, great book, yeah. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Will's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Will Campbell. His last name is C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. -L. And there's another great place on the Cars Yad website called Guest Recommended Books where racing, the art of racing in the rain is listed along with the past 609 guests here on Cars Yad for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Will, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, 
You can't sell it to buy a bunch of Ferraris with, so that's off the table. You got to keep it. I want you to drive it and enjoy it, but money is no object. I'll buy anything you'd like today. What would that vehicle be and why? A Ferrari P34. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) I had the great fortune of being the steward of one for about a year when we were when we were at Shelton. A gentleman kept the car at our dealership and and I saw that car every day and it just took my breath away. Every day I saw it, I had the privilege of helping to load it and unload it. for different things and so i got to drive it and and without question the car that that yeah gets my attention and kind of makes me pause for a minute oh one sexy car that's for sure oh my gosh that those are just gorgeous so nice choice nice choice oh my gosh that's going to cost me a pretty penny so i better start that (laughs) i better get to work on that for you that's right well will you have taken me on an awesome ride today hey Talking with a guy who works at a Ferrari dealership, Maserati dealership, I knew we would have some fun. And I've really enjoyed learning more about you and the dealership and your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your car journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the road in that Ferrari P34? If you're passionate about cars and you have an interest in making a career in cars, pursue your dream. Although there are a lot of people in our business, there's plenty of room for good honest, hardworking, knowledgeable car people and do it. Don't wait. It's been wonderful for me. Absolutely. Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the company you're with? Well, come see us. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, You you know, we're north of Atlanta in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, Like I said, all roads lead to Atlanta. It's easy to get here. We've always got interesting cars here. We've got a beautiful 206 SP here. We've got a Daytona we just finished restoring. So if you like the vintage stuff, there's that and the new stuff. So come and see us in Roswell or visit our website at ferrariofatlanta.com. There's your invitation cars. Yeah. All right. How can you resist that? Well, again, listeners, you can find everything Will has shared on his show notes page with the links going to his website. Check out their website if you're in the Atlanta era. Take a drive up and visit Will and his uh, incredible staff. Check out what they have going on. You won't be disappointed. And, of course, if you're in the Atlanta area this weekend, make sure you attend the Atlanta Concorde Elegance at Chateau Elan Winery and Resort. Sounds like it's going to be a spectacular event. Check it out at atlantaconcord.org. All right, Will, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!